ladies and gentlemen, and others of non-specific religion or creed. Yes. Thank you for joining us on Killer Collab Podcast. My name is Tony Depp from Florida, Tony D. To my far left, we have Mr. Chris Lato. Yo. Whoa. Yo. 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 Man, man of, man of many words. Man of many words. Yo. Joe Davison. Yo. Yep, that's who I am. Redgearstudios.com. Dun, dun, dun. You never promote it. Yeah, I don't. I know. It's in, it's in the description below. It isn't, though. It doesn't yes, promote it anything. No one wants to look at that shit. They want to hear about it. Redgearstudios.com. We'll talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. Don't just be. Don't just talk, talk about, about it. Be about it. it. Why don't you know T-shirt with red gear? Well, see fuck, what happened yeah. was. All right. See what happened was. Well, see, look, you're promoting all of that. This is, this is my company. Yeah. This is my company right here. <laughs> all right. My name's on the back. See? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so check it out. Redgearstudios.com. Better than two step. Joe, do you know who Clayton Kershaw is? Is he a football player? He sounds no. like a quarterback. Sounds like a baseball player. Yeah, he He's sounds a like a right wide receiver. You're wearing the hat that he like the team he plays for. No, this is just an fan. LA hat. This <laughs> doesn't have the Major League Baseball logo no, on the back. No, this is not a fucking oh, sports okay. hat. Okay. So is this a Jay Z hat? What are you trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Jay Z hat. Yeah. You're like on me about some team. This is just the town LA. Like if I was wearing a Tampa <laughs> hat. Would you be like, yo, Tom Brady? It's so weird. It looks exactly like the L.A. Dodgers uh, I don't logo. care about any of that. Interesting. Well, it is, though. But still. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not why I'm wearing it. I don't give a fuck about that. Joe hates sports. And Joe, we have a guest in the studio today. Yeah, speaking of the sports. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, nothing to do with them. <laughs> like, have this conversation. Uh, yeah. Hi, sir. Welcome. We have Mr. Brian Williams, a Ooh. writer, director, cinematographer, uh, and... And uh, what is your all-around nice for guy. Sunscreen Film Festival? Uh, I am the uh, director of uh, development and marketing. Chore boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome nice. to the show, sir. Welcome. Wow, thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. What do you do? What do you like? What do you do? Long walks on the beach. <laughs> Long walks on the beach. And uh, Holding hand I with like Joe to Davidson. ladder myself up in oil. You know? All right. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Do you skip? Like, like welcome to the show. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's Florida. We're all lubed up. Uh, we're all lubed up. No, 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 no. Um, in this damn room, we're all lubed up. <laughs> no, I mean, it's because it's hot, not because we're lubed up. So. Yeah, it's all lubed Speak up. Speak for now. yourself. <laughs> no, uh, no, but it's been, it's been really cool um, just in, just developing everything. Um, but I, I met Joe years ago. Um, like, I want to say, like, almost like 10 years. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's uh, well, been... ever since Golden Corral put the restraining order on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and That's, we can't go there. You're right. <laughs> Brian was. Brian found me there. I was in a uh, the rib cage, like barbecue ribs. I was just sitting in it. Okay. Brian was working at the Golden. Yeah, Club. he was like, "Sir, you have to leave. You go now. Get yeah. out of the chocolate dog." He realized for <laughs> hour pork chop. I would head towards the door, like, and I tracked him. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, he had a pork chop. Like, like, Come on. Yeah. There you go. And he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm a film director. <laughs> Covered in barbecue sauce. This just, just reminds me of South Park. Yeah. All right. It really does. <laughs> uh, no, but um, no, we met like 10 years ago. More um, than that, man. It's 2022. Uh, we would have met in, let's see, 10 years ago would put us in what? 2012. 2012? Yeah. yeah so, okay. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it was roughly around 2012 because at the time <laughs> you were running the, uh, Florida Film Network. Yeah. And you met me. Um, so I was just now coming out of the Jolt program. Right. And then, which I was a part of. So that you was a part of. Teacher, yeah. That was when the first time you actually saw me. Yeah. Um, but then I went off to school. I went to the Art Institute. Right. 
And then you well, saw, I saw me again. you a few times. You saw me uh, a few the times. Different things. You were out. You you made it out to like a couple screenings or something. Yeah. I just kept seeing you everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we that, had a studio. Yes. We had a big ass 7,500 square foot studio. Remember that place? Yeah. It's very huge. Yeah. Super huge. That's when you came in and we were like, this is what I remember about you is you sat down. It was me and Jeremy, mm-hmm. and I think Megan, and we're like, uh, so, you know, what, what did you say? We said, you know, why do you want to work for us or something like that? And you were like, you tell me why I want to work for you or something. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like him already. I was like, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, so that was, that was, man, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It really was. So. You were a wee baby. Yeah. Now I just turned 30. So oh, wow. Man. Now he's a man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. I'm a man now. I got, I got hair on my chest now, so yeah. I don't know if the camera can actually see I don't yeah. even have hair on my yeah. chest, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> I've had hair on my chest since I was 12. I'm actually hairless. I don't know. Oh, wow. But that's called chemo. Mine's a, <laughs> mine's a defensive mechanism. My hair just grows automatically. Yeah. I'm scared. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's everywhere. Well, I'm like an X-Men, but not. I'm hairless because I just beat cancer, just saying. All right. Okay. He just hey. beat cancer, guys. Hey. You won't only hear that. This is the eighth. I'm going to say it every show. I brought it up a lot. I'm going to say it every show. You called me last night just to say it. You're like, I beat cancer, motherfucker. Click. I was like, man. We did something else on the phone, but we don't want to talk about it. Well. Well. We played pool. What are you talking about? It was the Scrabble game. Yeah. It was Words Up. Up Words. Where's Word your mind going? I don't know what's wrong with you, man. Word Up is a new game I'm developing. It's only rap lyrics. Word you up. have to finish the sentence. Word Up. Nice. You have Very to cool. build it up. Like, you stack letters on top of other letters. Or, or was it finish the line? Yeah, finish, finish, the, the, finish the line. line. Yeah. It's a pretty good idea, right? So, like, part of the lyric would be, like, uh, you know... Uh, 6 a.m. Motherfuckers pay, like paging. Like, how would you feel? What was Piggy Smalls? What's the opening of his? 6 a.m. People, uh, people going off. I'm a baby, so I, I barely. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, who the fuck yeah. is Piggy Smalls? Yeah. What? Well, who do you what? Who do you listen to? Ah, man. So, like, on my way over here, I was listening to Naughty by Nature. Nice. Uh, All right. A tribe called Quest. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love yeah. those guys. Oh man, so you probably yeah. like uh, yeah, the nineties. Yeah, you like De La Soul probably. De La Soul. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I grew up on De La Soul. Oh, How man. about Khalif Kweli? Khalif Kweli. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa. He's great. Uh, most of them. But too. I like the other stuff too because I'm really into like Biggie. I'm. I love Doctor. This is. They're not even connected. But like the Biggie, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, I was more than yeah, LA. Nas, not right. Nas, another Nas, all of Wu Tang, Queen's Bridge, what? Yeah, <laughs> growing up, Nas, like I, I really got into Nas. Queen's Bridge murderers. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I like Nas because when I was in martial arts, our one of our bus instructors, like he was pick us, he would pick us up from the school. And like uh-huh. he would always go like, on. <laughs> he would, so he he get a police Nas. officer. And um, are you in a safe place? I just remember, like, I just remember, like, the flow, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. that he had. Man. Yeah. It was really cool, and it's like, wow. I like man. Immortal Technique. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, like. Do you like Did, did you dance with the devil? You know what, though? <laughs> I have to, okay, so a lot of people, a lot of people, like, pick on Future, but Future is actually, he has his place in the industry right now. He's actually Tyler. You want to hear a great story about Future? Yeah. That I just learned today. So. A long time ago, when Future was a little kid, he asked Scottie Pippen for an autograph, and Scottie Pippen 
turned him down. I said, no. 20 years later, Future fucked his wife, Scottie Pippen's wife, and caused their divorce. Oh, wow. (laughs) Peter did. Wow. Uh, You cannot say that talking about Future. You can't say get her done. Why not? What kind of of message are you sending to the youth of America by mixing (laughs) that redneck redneck shit? (laughs) You know who doesn't really talk talk like that, right? He just does that for commercial purposes. He actually talks pretty normal. Are you defending so the cable guy? The cable guy. Yeah. You know, Larry? cable guy was like, I used Larry, to love watching Like, you know him. You yeah, know Larry, Larry, my fucking uncle. Yeah, I'm defending him, you piece of shit. Fuck you, guys. But you know what? Don't lie. Okay, be, being Blaine uh, African American, like, I didn't know anything about, like, the cable Life, guy. Culture. Yeah. yeah, but no, I knew about or culture. how to read. But you know what, though? Like, <laughs> but I knew. Thanks, thanks to being integrated into like a, a multicultural like um, neighborhood, um, I had a lot of like white friends. They Where'd you like, grow up? I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up actually in Winter Haven, Florida. Okay, so <laughs> it's like the whitest of Winter Haven. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. How did you not get shot just going outside one day? <laughs> because the area that I, I lived in, so it's all it's all divided in different places and stuff. But where it's I grew called up Winter in, Haven. Yeah, Winter it's Haven. literally white. Yeah. <laughs> no, Winter. <laughs> It's funny because they say Florida is a melting pot, but no, the coast is a melting yeah. pot. The middle of Florida is redneck. Country, county. I'm telling you, Polk, oh. Polk County oh. is Polk's the worst. It's it's a mixture. Listen, it's a mixture listen, of everything. I, I don't want to be stereotypical Florida boy. <laughs> I was born in Zephyr Hills. I've lived here my whole life. Is that uh-huh. but I I mean I lived in England for four years and I lived in Alaska for a while. Okay. There's not a hotter girl. Than a Florida trailer, trailer park girl, girl in cutoff shorts and a half shirt <laughs> <coughs> running barefoot <laughs> with her titties bouncing out. <laughs> There's not a hotter girl on the planet than that girl I because I grew up in trailer parks with those girls. I've made out with those girls. I've we've gone into fucking uh-huh. beaver country, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it. Those are the, that can't help. I don't man. know. I don't know. See, because where I grew up at in Polk County, like I grew up around the Southern Bell girls. Oh, that got me in trouble. Oh, yeah, that, that got me in because I was like, I was the black kid. Typical, you're going after the Southern Bells. Like I do the clam papa. He's coming <laughs> for the yard. <laughs> He's like, no, not on my little. We went no. But you know what though? I got, I got, I got shoo away a lot by a lot of you know their fathers. But yeah, you know the thing is, yeah. you can't. How many of these Southern Bells did you ring? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It was quite a, a few. Yeah. Yeah, quite, quite a few. Yeah, quite I a bet. Few, man. I bet. Few, man. But you don't know, it's like that area. Is I've only known you pop. 10 years and I've lost count. <laughs> I didn't even know you before that, so. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, but the thing is, is that like, you know, hey, Brian's at the festival. He was. I saw him leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was three white chicks took him, basically carrying him like a god to the island. I don't know what's happening out there, but that's where Brian's at. And then uh, an hour yeah. later, he's like, yo, what's up, guys? No, I'm fine. Nothing happened. What's going on? I'll be like, yo, man, what are you doing? And he sees another girl, and he's like, yo, all right. I'll haul right at you, Joe. And then he's leaving again. And I was like, oh, wow. Is that the mayor? <laughs> That's what listen, I know about Brian. Listen, listen. At at, at the you know I had my fun and you know I was a I was a wild kid, but I was a good kid at the same time. Well, so, 
Which I've been to some of these parties you were at, sir. Listen. <laughs> it was wild. I mean, yeah. we like to have fun. That's the, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like the film industry, I, I will say that. The one thing about our community that really br- gravitated me towards you is that, like, what you were doing with the Florida Network, yeah, like, it was it was pure. And it was people who were hungry about making film. That's a prime example, though, of, of starting out with the greatest intentions. Yeah. And then it imploding in on itself right. because yeah. of the worst of intentions. Turning yeah. out like re-reads. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what happened with the Florida Film Network. The Tampa yeah. Film Network became the Florida Film Network. But what happened was, you know, they the they imploded. On, I had to step away because they imploded on themselves. They were... They were trying to stop films from getting made. And I'm like, what do you – the whole point of this network is to get movies made. Get movies made and you're right. trying to stop this shit from happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and I sucked. don't know when that was. That was a long time ago. That was. It was. And it, it, and it, it sucked like because it's like, okay, so due to you having that organization, it was really – other than the festivals that would happen once a year, you had yeah. Casparilla and you had yeah. Sunscreen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like without those communities – what else is happening? There's really nothing that nothing, was happening. man. So when you had that, yeah, like I, I really felt when that tanked, I felt like a lot of creators tanked, and yeah. it went from this whole couple years of like well, nobody's doing anything. Well, it's because <laughs> you know they I stepped back and let other people be in charge of it, and it just crashed. And it was like, but that's the that's the that's the problem. It's yeah. like when. When you don't have the right people involved in the community, yeah, the spearheaded, yep. you're gonna you're gonna lose you're gonna lose a whole entire generation of filmmakers coming through because of that. No one's really teaching them. Yes, and I, I feel like that's the that's the issue where it is now. Uh, is because you have all these new guys that are coming up, and then you got these veterans that have done stuff. They got their movies sold. They can get distribution. They can get money. But then you got these young cats. They're out here and they're just shooting. Yeah. But they're shooting, but they don't know. They don't have a purpose on why they're shooting. So it's like, are there new people? Like I yeah. don't see them. They're here, dude. Oh, I, trust they're me, here. I was just a sunscreen. They're fucking there, man. They're here. They're I was here, surprised at the amount of people there. Yeah. That panel we had, I was blown away that there was probably like a hundred people there. I was like, there's a lot. Because I remember Gasparilla like two years ago. Yeah. And there were nobody in the fucking yeah. panels. Mm. Nobody. Yeah. And now, and I think the the I think the pandemic has really. Inspired people to get out. Yeah. Force yeah. people to get out and say, you know what? I'm going to chase after my dreams. If I want to be a filmmaker, I want to be an actor, I want to be a director, a writer, I can do it. Yeah. And this is the time. Like, the time is well, now. Absolutely. Yeah. Slow down. I mean, it yeah. is. I know. Yeah. It is. is it? I mean, but a lot of times you have to create your own opportunities because it's not. Well, <coughs> even on. <clears throat> but Well, I was going to say, not, even on our level, though, there's still always these. Uh, the. The. <laughs> These other people you're gonna run into who think they're better than you, who try to stop you, who want to yep. want to crush you, mm-hmm. even they they pretend that you're best friends. Well, that's, those people you have to avoid. Like, well, how do you you don't know that in the beginning? You don't know. Yeah, until you get burned. And this, this, that's you know mm-hmm. I you know I've met I've been on film sets, Stranger Things, where <laughs> people don't shake my fucking hand. David Harbor. Yep. And then you know like <clears throat> it happened at Sunscreen. But it couldn't have happened a better way than anywhere else. Then when that fucking dude <laughs> didn't shake my hand, who I won't mention his name. There you will. Just I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah. Call him out, name. Joe. No, no. Nah. 
But but the, the best way I got the best way I got back at that dude is I stole the show from him. Yeah. I breakdanced out onto the fucking floor in front of him. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what though? Here's the thing. Here, I, and the look on his face was enough when he saw that I was coming to sit next to him. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's you know what I'm talking about, Brian. Yeah, I know. Was there. I already know who you're talking about. But you know what, though? But why was he this, like though. that? That's my question. He, but this is my thing. I don't care. You know, like, my, my thing is, is that who cares? Because I have that ha- happen to me before. They didn't know They didn't know that, oh, I'm, I'm a director at, at Sunscreen. Someone literally walked up to me and was like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, I helped. Get, get your movie in here. A lot of people don't understand that yeah, because right. they walk yep. with a chip on their shoulder just because they did something. My girl has a saying, be nice to everybody because yeah, exactly. you don't know who the fuck you're talking to. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. So my, my thing is is that who cares if someone doesn't shake my hand? Who cares if someone doesn't like my picture on Instagram or Facebook? Because you know why? I don't like none of them. I, I, I'm, I'm me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I yep. know what I contribute to the industry. Yep. Yeah. And my thing is is that... <clears throat> If you don't want to get on this train with me, yep. so be it. Yep. It's your loss. My Speaking of is, trains, my wife says hi. Oh, <laughs> oh tell her I say hi. She's very beautiful. I love her. Yes. <laughs> Continue. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't care if you don't, if you don't jump on. Like, yep. my thing yeah. is, regardless, I'm still gonna make a difference. I'm still gonna make my money. It doesn't change my bank account if you don't speak to me. So my thing is like, why in the world I care if you don't like me? I've 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 lived a life where I had I was bogged down by people's thoughts. Couldn't even do the things that I really want to do. That sounds like Professor X was writing. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the wheelchair the whole time. Yeah. No, no, he got around. He got Are around, you Bishop? <laughs> you could play Bishop. Uh if I had the dreads, man, I don't know. Well, we just put wigs on. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Hollywood works. I think I think Are Method you familiar man. with movie making? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think Method Man should definitely play. Little Wayne. No. Yeah, then he can be like, yeah, yeah, the whole time. Uh, that's not that's Little not Dom. Lil Wayne. That's oh, is that Little John? They're all the same. No, they're not. Get your Lil <laughs> No, they're not. Get your list together, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Come on, man. Hold on. Let me look at my notes. <laughs> How are you going to do that to the rap game, bro? I'm sorry. You're uh, right. And I'm in, I'm technically in the rap game. Yeah. Kind of. Through the cut, family. Well, yeah. 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 So, but I, I love rap. But uh, it's all I listen to, really. But yeah, man. Like, who, care, who cares of what... Someone didn't do. I feel like everyone walking around with wet pants all the time. It's like, you know, I, I, I said the toilet overflowed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That I, I feel like that's. I think we're coming out of that. I feel like we're coming out of a, a state of mind in the industry locally where people. I just love the analogy of wet pants. You know? Yeah, they they are walking around with wet pants. I feel like they're. Yeah. We're getting out of that. You're get. You're starting to see. I see guys. it all, all the dude. No, I, I feel. I told you this the other day. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone in the industry in this area locally hate me because I feel like I roll up oh, to sunscreen and you see guys like Brian and other people, other directors. Dude, they don't even fucking nothing. No, I nothing. No, no. I'm Not like, hey, all. what's up? They won't. The Scatter Brothers. I said, hey to them. <laughs> dude, nothing. <laughs> nothing, man. Not even like a hey, what's up. It's like, what did I? I didn't do anything. Nah, you know, I don't, I, mean? really, like, I don't really think. I don't really think it's like that. <clears throat> I think I told you this before. I think the fact, which another thing that draw me to you is the fact, I didn't, have, I didn't really have a lot of confidence. Yeah. Like growing up, until I started meeting meeting other people like you. Yeah. Um, 
I met like Tony and I saw that and I saw the, the confidence because for you, I was looking at this guy. I was like, you know what? Man, you're talking about fat. me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, this fat ass that guy is coming in here, shaking everyone's hand. And I was like, but you know what though? I was like, he's getting attention. Your first thought was fat though. <laughs> 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 but I was like, man, like this guy is really, he's, he's drawing attention. He's really, yeah. He's really, well, that's what I did. he's like, and the thing is, though, it's like you got people to laugh, whether at first they didn't like you and then they end up liking you. And that's the one thing you do have. Now it's the other way around. They started liking you. Now everybody hates me. Nah, I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I think I think what it is is that sometimes I feel like you get into your head and you overanalyze it. Dude, I think most of it is jealousy. Cause you're, I'm not like, jealous of anybody. No, I'm saying you're doing stuff and they're wanting to do stuff and they're just jealous of you. I mean, I think that's... Probably the most of it. Well, this industry is jealousy is a very big thing in this. But industry. it doesn't need to be. We can just help yeah. each other out. I agree. Man. I, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you, me personally. You hate me. No. That's why um, you didn't cast me as a so lead. So a long time ago, <laughs> when I first heard about you or whatever, and yeah. I saw your as night falls and stuff like that. You're like, what a piece of shit. No, I. <laughs> the word around was like, oh, Joe's uh, full of himself and blah 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 and all this shit. So. I formed an opinion about you and I didn't even know who the, I didn't even know you. Yeah. And I think we talked at, uh, we talked at a film festival one time. Um, you were talking about sorority and we talked for a few minutes and then we saw, I saw you again at Sean's convention and talked to you a little bit more. And now that I, I know you, like, I know you're not like that. Like, well, you're, he's a yeah. you know, and, I, and the <laughs> same so thing, not. The same thing happened with Joel Weinkoop. Like, I thought yeah. Joel Weinkoop was this fucking pompous ass that thought he was the greatest gift to the world. I love Joel. But then yeah, when I got to – and I didn't know him, but that was my first impression of him. And when I got to know Joel, I'm like, this is like the nicest fucking guy that I've ever met in my life. And he's just like always warm and fun and nice to me. And I'm like – so first impressions are fucking huge, man. They are. Don't, like don't get into a cuddle form, fight with them, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. So people form, <laughs> opinions, people form opinions about other people. Yeah. And I think one is reputation and one is jealousy. And yes. I think that's what's yeah, happening well, to you right now. You know, is you're know what, getting you know, shit done you know, and people <clears throat> are jealous of that. So so I'm sitting here and thinking about this. I'm like, man, these guys have a lot of experience, you know, within this area. And you guys, you know, met a lot of people. So since we're talking about community. Yep. Um, and I, I'm kind of kind of on like the younger side on the come up. On the yeah. Team. Um, I've been what, what, <laughs> what, what do you what do you want to give to these newer guys? What, what what do you feel like they should know? Like coming into this industry and just like don't be a dick. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Don't be a dick. I, my biggest thing would be like I hate the people that are just like, oh, I'm gonna be a producer someday, and I went to film school and all this shit. And I'm just like, okay, well, what have you done? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna make a movie one day. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Everybody yeah. fucking says that. Yeah. So just do shit. Get shit done. Like that's the thing that bugs me about people is, um, I know a guy that's got thousands of got dollars in gear, and has never made anything. I'm gonna make a movie one day. Okay. Yeah. When? Yeah. You know. Do it. Um, I just worked on a do movie. It. I just worked on a movie over the weekend. Um, this guy had helped me on my last movie. He um. He was like a PA. He was just fin finished film school at UCF. 
and he was looking for a set to get on. So I reached out and said, Hey man, you can come on our set, you know, get some experience or whatever. So he came out, he did some BTS pictures. He helped PA. And, um, so he had a movie that he's been trying to get going for a year and a half. It's like a little 10 minute movie. Oh and yeah. so I'm like, I'll shoot it for you. You know, I'll help you. No problem. I'm not going to charge you anything. So we finally shot it Saturday and it was fun, man. It was a yeah. really good time. And, yeah. um, you know, I helped them get a, an actress and, uh, helped them kind of set a date and get things moving. Now and, he's going to get married. And we did it. And, uh, <laughs> what was the know? name of the film? Um, it's called, I couldn't even tell you the name of it. Um, the guy's Adam Ricketts is his name. He's oh, Adam Ricketts. Yeah, Adam Ricketts. Yeah. I know that dude. Yeah. How do I know that name? But that's what the part of the community that we, we want to we want to have is where we'd be able to He's teach like and guide and like mold and help people uh, get things done. That, yeah. That's the thing. <clears> see, I, see, I, the I, young I like, people need to mesh with the older people that have done it and know how to get things put yeah. together. If I thought to it was worth it, honestly, you know? I would. I, if I thought it was worth it, honestly, I would do a uh, like a pitch seminar, but I would show them how to create like proposals and how to really secure their cast and their crew and all that kind of shit. So when you go to an investor, you have everything you need. Yeah. They don't know how to do that shit. Nobody you know? does. And I think you're good at that. <clears throat> I I, that's how I've made so many movies because I throw a fucking proposal together mm -hmm. and I give it to an investor and they can see it and they competently understand. No, they know what's happening. Yeah. Right? And it's a simple yes or no, you know? So, and I don't think people around here kind of do those kind of proposals. I'm working with a dude right now. No. Uh, I'll tell you right he now. Created I, proposal, right now. No. <laughs> he created a proposal, and it's like fucking 40 pages long. Wow. I was like, that's too big, dude. Too that's big. Crazy. Who the fuck's going to read that? He's like, no, man, it's got all everything in it they ever need. I yeah, said, it doesn't don't matter. Care about that shit. I said, I turn in like a six-page proposal. All the investor cares pictures. about is, I'm giving you this much. What yep. am I getting at the yep. end? That's all they yep. care about. They don't care yeah. what they the want movie's about. Yeah. Yeah, but wow. you gotta have a plan, man. You gotta, and I don't think these kids they want to make these movies and they want to like. I just I don't know, man. I don't know. You gotta know. You just gotta know how to talk to investors. Yeah, right. You gotta figure out how to do it. Yeah, you gotta I mean, figure out how to do it, and you also have to, <clears throat> I guess, in a way, like, know what you really want to do with the film. Yeah, yep. That's the problem. Like, you got a lot of these guys. They'll go out and they shoot a feature, but the problem is, is that. They just want to shoot a feature. Yeah. That's it. And just kind of be cool. But my thing is, like, what's the longevity of the film? Yeah. Like, are you looking for a bigger distribution? Are you looking for toys? Are you looking for yes. video games? I look for all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no there's yep. no further depth than just getting it on the screen. Right. So yeah. my thing is, is that I really feel like what has been lost is the business component yes. of filmmaking around here. Is that now, because... Ten years ago, the equipment was a little bit expensive. Now it's cheaper. You can go out and get like a buttload of equipment and so go. So you can film a fucking phone with your iPhone now. It's all cinematic. Like it's amazing what you can do with your iPhone. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's no there's no excuse if you want to be a filmmaker. There's no excuse to not do it. Agreed. You do even if you step. don't have any fucking money. Now I don't have any money. I, I make movies with no money. It can be done. Yeah. And they look halfway decent. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just to get started, man, yeah. make a thousand dollar movie just to get going. They wouldn't you know? even know that. They wouldn't and they know don't. That meant. The, the problem is, is in film school, they teach you the basics of editing, the basics of shooting, film theory, all this shit. But they don't teach you. 
They don't how to budgeting. Make, they don't teach you how to budget. They don't teach they don't you how teach to. They don't teach any of that shit in film school. I'm a product. I'm a product of uh, coming from a university um, here locally that the school now is like gone down the drain. It's not even working. Yeah, it's, go it's, it's, it. Oh, yeah. it's all on but, a fucking computer. But the problem it's is, ridiculous. is that like no, the I think program, he's talking about, talking about AI, AI. Yeah, AI. Yeah. AI. So it just the the school. It's just schools in general. It's a money grab, man. It's a money grab. That's all yeah. it is. They don't because give a fuck about all it is is they're basically museums. Right. They talk about the old days of film, and yep. but they don't even break down the newest structure that now for Netflix that you have to write your your film or or your or your TV show. There's right. a new format now, yep. and they don't teach that. You got you got still you got kids still coming out with the save the cat format, mm-hmm. and it's like. That's good. That's a basic uh, way of, of writing a script, but they don't understand the new format now. Right. Because half of those guys are not even in the industry anymore. They all yeah. they're they're retired. Shit, take it from guys who've written a fuck ton of stuff. Yeah. That you watch it change, man. I've watched the the evolution of storytelling change uh, through streaming because yeah. Netflix went and they took what used to be uh, a twenty four episode series which is you know 24 let's say mm-hmm. because each episode was 42 minutes long and it's technically an hour blah blah so but now netflix has gone and really reduced the size to eight episodes mm-hmm. so it's only eight hours and that's a i mean right. you should be able to tell your story in any amount of episodes you want but they have changed this structure a little bit of mm-hmm. the size well netflix even restricted to what cameras you can use for their further uh, yeah. types of there's a, there's well a because everyone's making movies yeah. so they got to really like okay right. you can only use on a fucking full moon and it has to be you have to prove that you shot on a full moon mm-hmm. and it needs to have a fucking midget running the thing <laughs> and, you know you gotta have fucking gold shoes so here's, on. A, here's a perfect example of what you're talking about here with the young people so on this shoot saturday he had four people on the crew that were film students that are all at UCF. They're either graduating or about to graduate. And this one girl wants to be a producer. And she's worked on some stuff here and there. They don't know what that means. <laughs> she's worked on some stuff here and there. And so before we shot, we, we got there really early and they were talking. And so the, the girl's like, you know, I want to get my master's in film. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Like, yeah. I didn't say nothing to her because I didn't want to, like, pop her bubble. But I'm like, why would you do that? So someone asked her, well, what is required for the master? She goes, well, you have to raise money for a movie. You have to have a script. You have to have a crew. You have to have a cast. Then you have to make the movie, okay? And the school says you can't have violence, sex, uh any guns cursing and i'm like so basically all the fun stuff you can't put okay. in your movie yeah why don't you quit school and just so, then, the movie? <laughs> so then yeah, they the make the yeah. movie and then they submit it to the to the college and they i guess grade them or whatever yeah. and then i'm like well do you own the movie or does the school own the movie she's like oh we own the movie at the end and we're allowed to put it in like film festivals so i'm thinking to myself i'm like why the fuck wouldn't you just do that on your own and make the movie that you want to make (laughs) and you can make money from it and make money on it. Like, I don't like, you're not going to make a movie with UCF. UCF. I'm like, you're not going to make a movie with dumb. I'm like, it doesn't make any damn sense to me. Hashtag UCF. But 
She's all excited <laughs> because she gets to submit it to a film festival. Who gives a shit? And I'm just like, I stopped submitting to film they're festivals so like, 20 years ago. And, and the first thing they were talking about was they made this movie, uh, a little short movie between her and some other people. And she's like, we're going we're gonna to submit it to the Orlando Film Festival. And if we get in, we get free tickets to the oh, film wow. festival. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? First of all, how old is that girl? Oh, she's like early 20s, 23, 24. No, I, I know her name. I can find her on Facebook. Yeah, that's good. But I'm well, just like. That's that's the thing. Because now me crazy. working on the, the film festival circuit. Um. Because I I look at all short films. <laughs> but here's the thing: in her like no I, no here's the thing though: in her mind, she's gonna submit her movie to the film festival. Somebody's gonna see it and give her all this money to make well, a movie. Well, that's how. And it doesn't work like that. No, it and they're so really naive. That. To and yeah. again, I ran a film festival. I know. Do all the local movies get in? Um, not all. Not all of them, but majority of them. Okay, yeah. why? Uh, love local. That's your audience. Yes. That's who's going to come to the film festival. Yeah. Right. So, duh. You know what I mean? They all, they all get in. That's what it's about. It's about getting everybody together, watching movies, yeah, and and making and and building those connections. Right. Like, and, oh, and networking. That's what it's I see about. You shot this movie. I like what you did. Let's work right. together. Let's do Let's something. Make something together. There you go. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's not about the Weinstein's seeing your movie. And say, hey, we want to God, give I you ten million dollars <laughs> to make a movie, or you know, I just use them as an example. Yeah. But whoever, like the big producer, big production company, is going to give you money to make a movie. It's, it's very minute that that will ever happen. You know, and the, and the one thing, um, so a lot of these kids that are coming out um, out of college that want to be producers, like you said, they don't really know what producing actually right. means. Because they're very naive very as naive. to how everything works. And I learned that with working with Joe. Uh, because it was because <laughs> I'm horrible. Because Joe, Joe the, the thing about Joe, Joe would Joe is a person that's like he'll teach a little bit and then he'll just like, All right, let's go. Good, Good luck. Go. Throw you in the water. <laughs> right. you that's what learn. you gotta do. And the thing is though, I'm know, a horrible said, teacher. <laughs> that's the thing is I don't know what I'm doing. Here's the I'm thing, just though, man. fucking around. <laughs> when you're when you're trying when you're trying to make a movie, the most important thing that you could ever do to start making a movie, keep your pants on, is set a shoot date. Yeah. Say this is the day we're shooting. Yeah. And then you work towards you that work date. Towards, yeah, you build it out. Because if date. you don't set that date, no. you'll just fucking oh well, whatever. You know what I mean? It'll just keep going. When you set that date, there's a deadline now. And you yeah. gotta fucking work your ass off to make yeah. sure everything's ready by that day. Yeah. And people don't do that. Like yeah. they're just like, oh, we'll make it when when we get everything together. Like I know a guy we had him on the show. Yeah. He uh he's been trying to make this movie, and still he hasn't <laughs> made. I told Sean I was like, this movie ain't never gonna get made ever. And every time he delays it and delays it and delays it. I'm just like, dude. And he he made. $30,000 on his Indiegogo to make this movie, and I think he spent the money personally. Wow. But it's easy to do, man. And I just you don't know if, if it's ever going to get me. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's the thing because a lot of like a lot of people, they sit there and they love the talk of making a movie. Right. I hate like that. the excitement of and it. And that's why I don't go to the film You know the difference between and... veterans and newcomers? They're excited about making movies, and veterans are like, fuck, really? You got to make right. a movie? That's how Sean is. I talk on the phone. He's like, 
you know, I don't know if we should make this movie. Cause this well, thing. he's I'm a like, different dude, puppy in the like, whole fucking kennel, man. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Quit yeah. bitching yeah. about it. My thing is, it's like... Like, so, I don't want to talk about making movies anymore. I just go make the movies. movies. Right. Yeah. I don't want right. to talk about it. Just fucking no. do it. Because there's no one in, in... Like, no offense, but... Until I can pay you guys, I don't need you guys because none of you guys can fund my movie. Right. So I'm going to go get money, and I'll be back when I got money, and then we'll talk about the movie. About the movie. Until yeah. then, shut up. Let me eat my fucking eggs and drink my coffee. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about right. what plans you got <laughs> 10 years from now. I don't care. And that's I'm, why I I'm don't trying go... to strategize what motherfucker looks the best in this room that I need to go talk to and see if he's got money. He's got money. Right. And that's why I don't go to the film festival, the network. I only go to the – I try to go to the like, Talking bullshit. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to hear it. I, you know, I have a family. You know, and sometimes I gotta like contemplate. Like, I gotta wait. Like, well, if I leave and go to this fucking thing for a couple hours, you know, who's <laughs> gonna watch the baby? Is it worth it for me to right. go an hour to Tampa, let's say, to some fucking party for the film community when I already know everybody? Right. Right. I know almost everybody, and there's never any new people there and the people that i need to meet are millionaires right who have money and they're not going to be <laughs> At there this, right. so why do yeah. i go there yeah well <clears throat> here's the thing is too until so, sunscreen starts saying joe this guy's an investor come meet with him yeah <laughs> like where's where's that party well here's the thing is though like as a person who is one of the directors of sunscreen we, we are also thinking about what are other community things that we can do outside of because we realize is that okay yeah that's cool we get we we do cater to the locals but we need outside sources that are technically not in the film scene yeah they love film and they want to be a part of it they not want to shoot a movie but they were like you know what if i can give you uh, a couple hundred grand or a million dollars or whatever to help you do this then fine yeah just put my name on there i'll help you out but a lot of those people they are out there. We just have to create the environment in that party setting for them to be there. They don't go to those type of parties. I tell you that right now. Like I, I went to uh, me and Jr. Like I said, yeah. he was fighting, and the after party at Baranoku had people who were interested in film. Now, granted, completely different industry. Right. These people, they're dropping thousands of dollars to like help put on this fight mm-hmm. and yeah. Baranoka is pretty big right now it's, yeah. and it's growing and these guys are dropping money and I'm, I'm sitting here talking to them like you know what Mike I need to do a party for you guys that has nothing to do with our film people no film people are going to be there it's just other directors that want to sit down with them and talk that's something that I feel that's like absolutely needs to awesome like, I think it, I think it really needs to happen outside of the film festival circuit because what's happening is that I feel like I need to become a bare knuckle boxer. Yeah. <laughs> and then, the fight, the and then fight right game. At, just get knocked out every round, and then just go out to the crowd. And, and now, what I'm really about to do is make movies. <laughs> Dude, the fight game has always been high society, man. Like, yeah. All the celebrities all go. All celebrities go there. It's, yeah. it's always yeah. been like that, you know. Um, but I like about that. growing up in my martial arts and stuff, that's always been a part of my life. I mean, like my my genre of films is that. I want to do I want to do horror I want to do uh, action horror and sci-fi, you know, and those are the things that I I, I really love. Um, but my first movie that like I fell in love with uh, as a uh, action buff was uh, Into the Bronx with 
uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Yeah. That was an incredible movie. Like, <laughs> I'm going to correct you. Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about... <laughs> Into the Dragon. <laughs> Into the Dragon. I, I, I merged yeah. those two together. But yeah. also, Into the Dragon was a great yeah. film, too. Rumble in the Bronx with Jackie Chan. That was incredible. Dude, I yeah. saw that movie at the Tampa Theater yeah. in, like, 1998 or something. Drew, I lived in Newport Ritchie, and we drove to the Tampa Theater to get to the 9 o'clock showing. There was, like, four people there. And I was like, this is the best fucking action film I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is Pretty dope as shit. Who's this Jackie Chan motherfucker? Yeah. And that's when I first learned of Jackie Chan. And then I went to the video store that weekend and got like nine Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan movies. movies. Super so there Cop. Always, yeah. There was, uh, fuck, what else was there? Uh, Drunk, the Drunken Master. Drunken Master, but that wasn't one of the ones I watched. Uh, I can't remember now, man. There's a whole series of him. Yeah. Killer Cop? No. Uh, no, there, there is, um, dang. He's a detective. Anyways, yeah. those are really cool. Those are great. Yeah, but, it's ki- yeah, Killer Cop, and then Killer Cop 2. Right. Came out, uh, in 20, oh, no, it was at 09. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. 09. It came out in 09. Yeah. yeah, I like, uh, anyways, go ahead. Sorry, I can get on about Asian cinema now. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, honestly, like, yeah. watching that really it's it's the main reason why like I'm in the film industry because yeah. it's like I saw that film and I saw the different layers of the action scenes that they mm-hmm. did like even the, the the action scenes it was its own little story between like the the beef that they actually had especially the uh, the scene in the mall the scene in the mall was incredible like that yeah. was that was that was like super killer and the way that they had the <laughs> um the way that the car was like going through there and like he's like running up the stairs yeah. and it was it was nuts it was nuts but it was just like I, I felt like every I just realized scene. we have a project we can do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk after the after the show I just realized you could direct it yeah yeah let's talk let's talk about it um an action cop movie heck yeah 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 let's nice. talk let's talk yeah we'll, we'll yeah it's it's pointed to this day yeah like it literally fits in with today's problems. I wrote it fucking 10 years ago, 20 years ago, probably. It was like my fourth script I ever wrote. So yeah. it just tells you that shit just don't change. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or it stays in the pot. It stays, it stays in the same. Same. Yeah, it just, everything just keeps boiling. Yeah. yeah. We're going to overflow soon. <clears throat> yeah. Shit's going to rise to the top. It's rise. Yeah. Let's just so. make everything. Yeah. Well, listen, the best thing we can hope for is World War Three or to be crushed by a meteor, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. So well, if there was a meteor out there, like it's coming. A couple of years, it's still coming. It's still coming. There's one the size of the Empire State Building is coming. Yeah, uh, and they're like, "Yo, guys, this is a real problem. It's on a direct course." It, it's almost like they, the people who wrote "Don't Look Up," yeah, knew that there's an asteroid coming, in and they need to warn people. The only way to do that is write a script about write a script it, about it, yeah, and put it out in the fucking movies because people will watch that, yeah, but they're not going to believe that either. So it's like a warning. The, even the people in the movie didn't believe it. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you can imagine society when you're like, no, there's no meteor coming. If, if the moment that hits the news, like, you should be worried there's a meteor going to hit Earth in like 10 days. Yeah. And they blow it under the rug, then I'm going to be worried. But what are you going to do? <coughs> I'm going to stand outside. And then you can this, meteor, this meteor has been coming for like three years. I'm like going to stand outside. <laughs> but since there's nothing that we can do, why stress about it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Nothing you can do about it. I'm going to fucking just... It's been coming for three just years. Like, like, it's super slow. It. 
Like that's not supposed- slow. That's how far away it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like they talks about it was like it's getting this tomorrow. It's not like it's been taking three years to get from the moon to here. That's super slow. Yeah, <laughs> three years from you know point of uh, first noticed <laughs> out in the solar system. It's moving at like a million miles an hour. <laughs> I think it's a, moving at one hundred and seventy six thousand miles. That's an assuming hour. if nothing collides with it. It's they said it's so big it doesn't matter if anything collides. Well, they also. I say, don't know when it's gonna hit, but I'm just saying, I'll be outside in swim shorts and a surfboard because when that motherfucker impacts, there's gonna be a tidal not, wave yeah. of either debris or water, and I'm gonna surf that shit to safety. <laughs> you mean like the? Uh, uh, because Hawaiian a concrete man. building. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you as the uh, Hawaiian man, like the Hawaiian punch guy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I got all my kids on my shoulders and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I can imagine. That was yeah. like a joke. Crash through a wall. Oh, yeah. That's Kool-Aid. Uh, well, put my Kool-Aid kid, man. Put like, my kids down on the fucking couch. To be all right. You know. Like, That's my fear. Now, I never used to worry about that shit. I was like, so what the apocalypse happens? I can kill some fucking zombies. Can't now. I got an infant. I got a six-year-old. I got a 10-year-old. I got a 15-year-old. He's on his own. Fuck him. Here's a bat. Good luck. <laughs> I got a wife I got to worry about. She's got a mom who's got Alzheimer's. Like, you know, I can't. I mean, outside of the drastic of. In a rational situation of a zombie outbreak, yeah. it would be mother-in-law is bait. She has Alzheimer's, <laughs> so she knows what she's doing. So she's a good distraction. So I'd just be like, Carolyn, run way across the street over there. And gra- Shut up, baby. I know. It doesn't matter. Have to right run over there. See that car? Just go touch it. it the alarm's going to go off. I need you to do that real quick. No. Shh, babe. i got to take care of the kid. I mean, everyone's got to get over this barbed wire fence in like one minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the situation I'd be in. As opposed to if I was single, I could just be like, fucking in my imaginary world, I'm like fucking parkour genius, and I'm never get touched by a zombie. Uh-huh. Oh, so so. Uh, I but I'd be more like the Kool Aid Man of the fucking zombie yeah. apocalypse. <laughs> I'd be crashing through walls and shit. I wouldn't be able to ever lift up onto the railing to get away. <laughs> Zombies like, punching you in the face. I'd you be can't like, move I'd be like, neck. I'd be that guy to go run. You know, like I like. I jump up on the car, and all you do is, like, leap two feet and grab the railing. <laughs> but, like, as I get on the car, it, like, crushes down a little bit because of my weight. And then I get on the roof, you know, yeah. and the roof crushes, <laughs> and it just, like, goes off underneath me, and I slam the ground. Oh, man. You know? That's funny. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I have a question. Fat boy in the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> so, as far as, like, distribution, what, like, it's changed over the last couple of years you've been doing movies. Yeah, and you know, selling your films. So it's like, what what have you seen different uh, within this this industry now? With this nothing, music? nothing, man. It's still the same kind of sharks you got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. These companies come in, they act real nice, they promote your shit, they're doing really well, but then you don't, don't get any kind nothing. of money. They tell you, oh, well, we spent thirty four thousand dollars in ads, right? So until we get that money back, you, you don't get a dime. You don't get a dime. Yep. Well, show me the records. Oh, well, we'll send them to you. Six months go by, you don't hear anything. Right. Where are the records? Oh, well, we just worked out a deal with China. Oh, you did? Okay, great. Well, send me the stuff. All right, about six months. And you don't hear shit from them forever. Yeah. If you're lucky, your movie gets on something like Amazon or Hulu. Right. And you get to make a dollar every four Yeah, months. maybe you get money off of that. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, but, I mean, it's the same kind of game. You just have to, you have to, <laughs> if you want distribution, you're just going to have to know that unless you have a deal with, like, Lionsgate or Screen Gems or, 
Universal, a big player, mm-hmm. any of these other smaller distributors, just the throwing shit. names off the top of my head. Wild Eye Releasing. Wild Eye Releasing, Breaking Glass, Indican. California. You know, all these distribution handlers all do the same thing. Yep. They're going to take your movie. You're never going to get any money. And, but your movie get out. Until you make a million dollar, two million, three million dollar movie that strike the interest of a major a studio, yeah. you're just going to get fucked. You yeah. just have to know that. Yeah. Right. You're going to get fucked. I always said the distributor's job is to fuck you and your job is to not get fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's how it is, unfortunately. So if you're smart, there, there's ways to go about getting distribution without getting one of those fucking people involved. <clears throat> well, yeah, because I, I see there's a there's a guy around here. He does a lot of like face-based like, type of films. Yeah. And Preston Walden? No, no, no. <laughs> not him. But um, Dion Dion Gibson. He's a great guy. Oh yeah, guy. I know Dion. Yeah. I don't know. I know him. No, of him. Yeah, I know him. I think I've met him a few times. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm sure we're friendly. Yeah. De- Dion Dion Gibson. He's a he's yeah. a good guy. Like he gets. I've seen a lot of his projects go to you know a Volksot or a straight to DVD, mm-hmm. and you can you can literally go to Walmart. And um, you can see his stuff right on the racks. Yeah. And he does very well, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's made a living uh, off of that, you know. But I, I just recently got on his podcast, and he was saying that, you know, there is a time where he wants to get away from that and really start making bigger, bigger films. So you have people here locally that are, that are making some type of impact. But like you said, it's like if you can do it, to a way you can stay away from the sharks and get to a bigger studio, mm-hmm. then that's when you're starting to see the bigger. Yeah, money. there's there is money to be made. There's a ton industry. of money to be made. Yep. You just gotta you have to navigate your way through the fucking channel of yeah. backstabbers. Yeah, and find that one that one gem that's gonna want take you. And then you hold Prime on. Prime example: Kevin Smith, yep. Clerks, picked up by Lionsgate, uh, Miramax. Miramax. From one festival by chance, but that was 1994. Listen, like it's a uh, it doesn't matter. My point, it doesn't matter. My point is, is that that's a prime example of chance. Yeah, Kevin Smith's a prime example of chance. Right place, right time. Not that the film isn't bad. I love fucking Clerks. I've, yeah. I've watched. I think I own nine different DVDs of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got the special black box X edition from you know 10 year anniversary. Yeah. I got all that shit, dude. I fucking love Kevin Smith. I love you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> and you know why we like Kevin Smith? Because he's like us. Because he's us. Yeah. yeah. He's, like us. he's a lot thinner now. Fuck you. He's like us uh, and made it, you know. Uh, but, you know, th- that's a prime example of a chance with quality. Yeah. Right? Uh, what happened with his Kilroy movie? It's in, it's in hell. Like, I don't understand. Post-production yeah, hell. He shot that already, right? Yeah, it's done. It's been it's shot, shot for here, like two, yeah. three years, right? Yeah. What's right happening to it? It's just in... Post-production hell. I don't got think a digital it, caviar. <laughs> yeah, they had a tie-in. You know, Brandon yeah. Hyde shot it. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the digital caviar people worked on it. You know, I and talked a lot to, of the Sarasota Ringling School. I um, talked to them a long time it. ago, years ago, about a movie I have called Journey to Hell. It's a 1950s crime noir thriller thing. Uh, I talked to them a lot about doing it, man. It was a lot of smoke. Yeah, they're full of shit. I noticed it right away. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to so, say that on the air, but well, whatever. <laughs> hey, it's how you feel, man. It's our um, show. Get your yeah. own fucking podcast. Talk shit about us. 
bitch. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if people actually do talk shit on us. Nobody what? No. No, not really. I imagine. I no. think you're a little bit right when you say getting my head a little bit. Yeah. But I imagine what these motherfuckers around here say about me. But I can they really only don't imagine. They really. They're but really why like, do you care? That, that's the thing. Uh-huh. It's like. That's that's because the... I don't get invited to the parties, man. So you why do you I mean? want to go to the party? You just said you didn't want to go to the parties. You want to go to the millionaire parties. So why like does it bother you? Every once you don't want to go nice anywhere. Get invited. If you don't want to go. The, that's that's the thing. I, that that's that's where I really feel is like you get in your head. Yeah. Because my thing is like, them dudes like listen. I've I've never been on one of their sets, but those guys are cool. And who? Uh, digital caviar. Oh right. Yeah. And I graduated with them. You yeah. Know, they all came from the art institute, and they're fabulous guys. And like like I said, I've worked I worked with other guys uh, around here. Um. You know, say at the end of the day, it's like you make your own party. You do well, your here's, own. Here's 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 how I feel about digital caviar. <laughs> I went to a private event held by a mutual friend. Neither one of them got up from their chair uh, when I reached out to say hello to them. Who cares? Well, I have a very – obviously, that incident that happened with John Hall, that guy I won't talk about, uh, (laughs) not not shaking hands. I have a real problem with that because to me, you're straight up disrespecting me to my face. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. You're disrespecting me directly to my face, which means one thing. You don't like me. I don't don't, think it was like that, but – You don't think that they blatantly ignored – I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about them, both of them. This was a private party. There's only fucking 20 people there. Yeah. They know exactly who I was. Neither one of them, when I was like, moved. Yeah. And my wife was like, get the fuck over it. Well, fuck that. Yeah. Who are they? She didn't even know who they were. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, that's oh, I said, that's this fucking company, blah, 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 blah. But she's like, fuck them. But the, here's the thing is, the, 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 I feel like. That's the that's the thing. I feel like so many people get hung up on one situation. There's so many companies that are being developed around here. It's insane. And there's so many other cool people to work with. It's insane. That's why I feel like it's like, why worry about one incident? Like, who gives a shit? Like for real. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a blatant in, in that aspect though. You got to see where I'm coming from. Yeah. All right, you don't want to shake my hand or even acknowledge me. You don't like me. Yeah. And I'm working hard. I was working hard for years since like 2005 in this community to build it into something through the Tampa film network into the Florida film network. And I'm doing shit to try to help people and I'm making movies and you guys aren't doing shit. Don't disrespect me, man. I'm trying to be your friend. Yeah. You don't want to be my friend. That's fine. But you treat me like a piece of shit and don't, you don't respect me. I'm going to fucking you. I make enemies for life. And that little shit, that makes you an enemy to me immediately. I can't help it. Yeah. Can't help it. I will not change my mind. Because when I meet you again, I'm not going to shake your hand. Therefore, we're never going to work together. Yeah. We're never going to communicate. I'm never going to hire you. I'm never going to hire anybody who's worked for you. Like, that's just how it has to be. <clears throat> you that's, think, the think about the rap game. Think about the rap game. Yeah. You walked in a room. You're a big fucking rapper. Yeah. Fucking West Side or whatever fuck your name wants to. What, let's see. We'll name you. Channel side, channel. right? All right, you're fucking channel side. You're coming in. You got fucking uh, O-Town from yeah. Orlando. He's here. 
You don't shake your hand. You're big. You got fucking, you got 10 records out. Mm-hmm. You going to let that shit slide? I'll be like, who is he? Right. Yeah. You going to let that shit slide? Yeah. Then you see him a week later. He's trying to open for you. You ain't going to let him. My point is the same thing. You can't, it doesn't matter that we're in the film game. Yeah. It matters that we're all in this game. And if you're not going to shake a hand or say hi or be nice to the person next to you, don't expect a handout later on down the road. Because like we said earlier, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, man, because you don't know whose ass you're going to have to kiss three months, two years down the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to, like, and that shit just, I get so fucking angry when I get disrespected like that. And people are like, my wife doesn't stand for that shit. She's from fucking Massachusetts, man. She does not. You disrespect. I was at a meeting. (laughs) <laughs> and this dude raised his voice just a little bit. She got up and left. And she said, come. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? She's never been like that ever. Right? Yeah. So I got up. I went outside. And I said, what's wrong? She's like, don't work with that motherfucker. Don't work with him. Yeah. I don't like him. I don't like his attitude. He raised his voice. I said, all right. She got in the car. And I got in the car. And we left. Hmm. I don't work with the motherfucker. Because you got to trust somebody. And if they disrespect you, you can't trust them. Yeah. You don't want to shake my hand now? You're certainly not shaking my hand tomorrow. I mean, listen, there was a lot of there's a lot of people who laughed at me, you know, because I, I did a film a couple years ago. And uh and things are starting to rise back up with this film. But I, I did a, a cool action film called Vindictive. Yeah, I love and, it. And I saw it like four different theaters. Yeah. And we actually Because I support you at the, at the, at the uh, <laughs> right. school. You won great. awards at a festival I ran. Yeah. So it's like well, I didn't run it. Well, it was yeah. a part of it. it was yeah, a part of it. I helped. So my thing is, it's like people laughed at me because uh, they didn't know how deep I was connected with you. Yeah, they didn't know I was uh, connected with Buddy, right? And, and a few other people who helped me out with that project. Yeah, they wanted to see me be successful. There was a few other. I want you to be successful, man. Yeah. I tried bringing you on a few things. You're like, I'm not right for that. No, no. At no, least no. you're honest, though. Yeah, but I was like, I'm yeah. not. Because my thing is, I know, I know my place. I know where right. I can rise at. I'm we did do a film that. together, though. Yeah, Beauty. 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 That was tough. It was tough. It was that's tough. where I learned. I learned a lot. I learned. We both learned from each other. We did. We did. We yelled at each other. We did. You know, yeah. it was funny. But who gives a shit? But, yeah. But, but that, we got done. We got it done. Yeah. Like, we got it done. That, and... <laughs> <laughs> that movie gave me some PTSD. Hey, man. but you know what though? It, it set me up for I success. I didn't realize how hard I worked on that movie until it was over. Yeah. Because I was treated like shit on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was treated, I was directing, I was treated, the crew treated me like shit. Yeah. It was crazy. Not was you. Crazy. No. I'm talking we, about the other crew. We stayed on top of it. Yeah. But me and him, we argued, but it was like, it was like that older brother argument. Yeah. That's how me and Sean are like, we'll fucking scream at each other. Yeah. We didn't scream. But no. then we're, we're like. just like, what? No. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Our fights are, he wants it done away. I want it done away. We yell. He sees it my way, and we do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> well, his thing is with him. So well, like, he's Brian's <laughs> competent, man. Not that Sean's not, but yeah. I'm just saying, Brian will. Uh, your 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 perspective is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, fifty mm-hmm. percent time you're right. You know, fifty percent time I was right. So yeah. it worked out, and, man. And, and a lot of times it's because how Joe is. Joe is so into it. Yeah. And like. 
because he's also an actor as well, and when he's directing, it's like he's in a, in a, a cool dynamic where he's acting it out, and then he comes into the director scene, and like he just goes into it, and it's a very unique like style, mm-hmm. and I'm nice. like, I kind of I, I kind of admired that. But at the same time, when you have someone who is so into it like that, where they're into the story, they don't see everything else. And I was that other person. Was right. Like, nah, like, gotta, Yo, the house is on fire, bro. <laughs> like, we we got to keep this going. We got to move. We got to, yeah. hey, I got to take care of some stuff outside. And it was yeah. like, I was like, we got to, we got to yeah. pause. We Wardrobe's stop. not here yet. Wardrobe's what do you mean? Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things yeah. that came up. Hair and makeup like, didn't show up a few times. Yeah. My actress didn't show up for like three of her scenes. I had to save. We 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 hired a location manager who we thought was a location manager, and she was just oh, I didn't she that she she was crazy. She was crazy. We had to, we had to fire was, her. Like and you I you fired her. I had to fire. Well, I said I got fired. He was so like, stabbed me. He said he said Brian, he said this is a part that you have to learn about the business. Sometimes you have to do some things that you don't like doing. You're gonna have to fire her. And that's the first time I ever fired someone on a set. You're welcome. Yeah. And I was like. He fired me from his next set immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, man, this, this is, this is crazy. But you know that, but that, that film. I didn't realize she, I didn't realize how toxic she was. Very, very. And that's the one thing about like with these new guys, you gotta, I know everyone's all cool and everyone wants to, you know, work together and everything like that. But sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch who you bring on your squad. Yep. You know, know that. Yeah. it can be effective. Yeah. You get one bad apple and then it can it can destroy the whole crop. And then before you know it, man, your whole thing is that's what happened. On my I remember film. the director of photography on Beauty of Skin Deep yelled at me and called me, uh, said I had a giant ego because I didn't know where a light switch was. He's like, we need to turn these lights off. I was like, OK. And he's like, why you got to be so egotistical? I was like, what are you talking about? I said, I don't know where the fucking lights are. I don't work in the funeral home, dude. I don't work here. I said, I've been here 10 minutes just like you. I don't know where anything is. And why are you yelling at me? Yell at your fucking gaffer. Yeah. I'm the director. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't understand that process yeah. either because they're too young and stupid to know that, like, that's not how you talk to your director. Yeah. And plus, too, that wasn't in your it, – it, it's not your responsibility to, to even know where the switch is at. Right. Because that goes to your location manager. Right. The location manager should have been the one that was like, oh, the switch is over there. Yeah. You know, he's the one that tells the PA, it was like, oh, go over there and do all that. But like I said, we had to get rid of a, our, our location yeah. manager. So we didn't have none at that time. So guess who came? The yeah. uh, location you. manager, too. I was the AD and the location yeah. manager. Yeah, and something else. <laughs> and part producer as well. Like, like I was well, more than that. Though. <laughs> Remember, you did like nine things. Yeah. It it's lot. crazy. Joe, come on, Joe Davidson's film. <laughs> you go wear multiple hats. <laughs> oh, well, it shouldn't be that way. No, it shouldn't be. We should have more money. Yeah. I shouldn't have taken on that movie. Yeah. How much did y'all have for that? 40? Uh, 40,000? Well, with the grant and all that, it was like about 60. Well, I don't know that. See, that's stuff yeah. I'm still not privy to yeah. because I wasn't told anything. Yeah. It's about 60. Yeah. 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 I just got the movie made for her and it was true. Like, shit. Yeah. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> but it was great. It was a, it was an interesting experience. And I love it. I think the movie's pretty good. It's man. good. It was. It's on Amazon. Yeah. You can watch it on yeah. Amazon. It's on, it's on the catalog. It's called Beauty of Skin Deep. Mm-hmm. Written by Jennifer Phillips. Yep. Uh, directed by me. Uh, AD'd by Brian, and you produced it. Yep. Uh, it's not bad. It with, with a million dollars, it would have been amazing. Was that Could your it, script? No, Jennifer wrote it. Yeah. No, I didn't write that. Yeah. No. no, but but it was I would have had. 
way more blood. She wouldn't let me put blood in it. Every time I tried <laughs> to put blood in it, she's like, nah, it's too much blood. People are getting stabbed with a knife. Did you say, is this a UCF uh, Masters program movie? <laughs> I, I will next time. <laughs> but that was my, my, you know, I had a lot of, dude, I fought with a lot of people on that, man, because everyone thought they were in charge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of, so what is everyone working on now? Like what's the, like I, I, I feel like we're, we're all filmmakers. Here. I'm in post on. The cheerleader sleepover slaughter. Aren't you I'm shooting to have already for the next one? I hope to have that done by the end of June. And I um, thought you were shooting the other one already. We're shooting in August oh. for. Uh, yeah, because I was like, where's it my... went from the rental house to money bag. Now it's called death blow. Death blow. <laughs> so, okay. Nice. It's kind of I a like money crime thriller. I, I like death blow yeah. is the com- reminds me of the comic book. Well, you know what death blow is from, right? No. You watch Seinfeld? No. No. Oh, never mind. I, mean, I did. I don't know that specific. Yeah. They went to a. Nuance. They were going to see a movie, him and Kramer, and the movie was called Death Blow, and they were like making fun of the name and like, we're going to see Death Blow, you know, and they're just uh, making fun of it. Yeah. So. I think okay. Like, Let's make though. it. Yeah, fucking Death Blow. There yeah, it is. So. I want to make Threat Level Midnight. That's from The Office. And then next year we got planned Naked Cannibal no. Campers two and three. No, no, no. no. So Sorry. We got a lot of shit coming up. Threat Level Midnight is from. No, it is from. Yeah, Threat Love Midnight's from The Office. I didn't watch The Office. Lethal Weapon 5 is from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> they, they made Lethal Weapon 5. Nice. And It's Always Sunny. It's always sunny. Sunny. What do you got going next, Joe? Uh, well, uh, I'm working with Chris on a movie he's shooting in August, I guess, now. Uh, and then I'm, I'm moments away from getting a yes or no for fish people here. Should yes. be today or tomorrow. I finished all my meetings with my investors. You know, they know we're looking for two million. They know uh, they've seen everything. I've given them everything I've ever had, as far as proposals and and documents and spreadsheets and financials and all that stuff. So we're past the point of are they going to do it? We're at the point now where how much are they going to give? Yeah. How much are they investing? So I should know. I'm expecting a phone call at any moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so is there a reason why we wear these? Yeah, is it just for the look? No, so you can hear him yeah, here. I yeah. can hear without the. These. It's a different, different uh, audible sonographic. <laughs> mega- <laughs> if they're uncomfortable for you, you don't have to wear them. Yeah, yeah why? Why? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I just took them off. And You've I'm been wearing like, them for over a year. Like, I know, <laughs> but I just, I just took them off because my ears are sweaty, and I'm oh. like. Wait, I can still hear everybody. <laughs> so weird. Okay. So it just looks more professional, I guess. Uh, what we're trying to say is if you suffer from sweaty ears, <laughs> take Dr. Sweaty ears. Take Dr. Brannigan's sweaty <laughs> ear syndrome. One pill a day, morning or night. Side effects may include bleeding, anal bleeding, <laughs> and death. Ingrown, ingrown hair. Backwards testicles. <laughs> or one testicle. What? Or no! Or no testicles. <laughs> or five testicles. If you have five testicles, see a doctor immediately. Please. <laughs> if you become a platypus, good luck. Nice. So what, what are you working on? Uh, what I do, I pretty much, I'm trying to grow this podcast as, as long as we can. Yeah, I this be, thing's growing, bro. 11,000 subscribers. Yeah, Thank you to our subscribers. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. 11,000. 
Um, so I'm working on growing the podcast on that the, YouTube, so small, the YouTube channel, also um, also the podcast on every type of pl- platform that we are promoting on. I literally got us on every platform that we could possibly think of, Yeah. Uh, every podcasting platform. So there's like, I think we're up to 25 different platforms. Um, so we're trying to get Where that. Where does those numbers calculate into? Like we were talking about YouTube earlier. Yeah. Where like you see a number one week it says you got eighteen thousand views the next yep. week you get twelve thousand. Yep. So how do you calculate the numbers from Spotify yep. to Spreaker to YouTube? I use Spreaker and Podbean. Podbean is uh, the main platform. It's it's, it's a platform that that, yeah. that that distributes different um different platforms. Same thing as huh. Spreaker. Spreaker is the main that that does additional channels. Very nice. Maybe. Maybe it's the call. Um, so that's what we use for that. But right now the oh, numbers aren't that great. But we're doing fantastic on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to grow some more shows on there. I'm trying. Yeah, to I noticed shows. each episode's getting like fifteen thousand or more yeah. views, yeah. which is great. And You're the same be famous. With, <laughs> the, same, the same with South of Central. You know, everyone yeah. in we, India is going to know who you are. are gonna, Last twenty-eight days, USA is number yeah, one. Twenty-five percent. We were at a point where USA like, number one. Our leading viewers were Turkey and India, and we're but now like, it's USA. Why are they what watching us? I don't know. I don't know. What flipped it? No idea. I don't know what flipped it. It's fucking it's crazy. Just, so now, now, we're, now our number one audience is, is USA in the last thirty days. Uh, that's so, good. That's yes. good. So good. we're getting there. Um, my my thing is like, what are we going to do South of Central now? Put the last episode. Well, I'm, I'm actually doing his. He's got short films that we're putting on there. Okay. One every two weeks. How does that so, help me? Make yeah. more shit. Make some more shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm trying to look I, for. I, I, can, I can give you. I can give you my short that I did a couple years ago. So fantastic. You know, and and get that going. Yeah. And um, I know it's a, a different genre from what you normally, you know, post with. We'll put it in genre. Uh, we don't uh, care. Uh, yeah. I, I might on the real people's no content horror channel. Show. Nope. Yeah. Uh, we, we do um, all types of stuff on our group. Like I have a uh, – in the past I did dancers. I've done painters. I've done gamers. Um, so I'm trying to add Flamers, more shows. Lion <laughs> tamers and candlestick makers. <laughs> I, I want to grow the channel so it's like – so I can put out something like five days a week or six days a week. So I need more more of everything. So. I sent you turtle soup. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I, I, have, I work for a living. It's I, fucking I, two minutes long. I'm yeah, not talking about your sex life. Dude, you probably, <laughs> probably watched the same two-minute meme. <laughs> you probably watched the two-minute meme fucking more times. You can watch it while shit. you're taking a shit on your phone. I Fuck that, that shit. I you want to try to watch a two-minute video of me? Oh, stop. You're I see you. another fucking category real quick. Oh, my God. You're so oh. dramatic. So dramatic. So dramatic. You see, <laughs> you I watch your it? stuff. What do you do? What do you hate that? when you put shit? Yeah, you give somebody it. to watch oh, yeah. it. And they oh, yeah. So on my channel, have, I you, got, have you watched all... any of my horrified episodes? Yes. I Which went back one? and watched all. I watched the very first thing you ever did. Which one? Before I even came on the show. Which one? <laughs> I don't know what it's fucking called. I watched it eight months ago. Yeah. How yeah. many episodes did I do? Uh, Three. I think it's more than three. I don't think it is. Okay. I was just on there yesterday. Don't fucking try <laughs> to play me, bro. <laughs> I looked at all that shit. I was calculating all the numbers. So you feel bad. Because the early shows, no. the early shows <laughs> don't have your, right. the beginning shows don't have as many views. No, they don't. You're, it's just like South of Central. Well, I, I started that, like, from the bottom. Everything. And now you're here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything's at like eight thousand to ten thousand. I think it's when I joined way. the shows, like when the it went up. Went yeah. Up. The actual uh, first one that did anything was. Uh, 
I think your Felicia Rose episode is the no. Biggest. Our bet, our the most views that we were getting were when we did top we would movies. do top ten movies you've never seen. Debbie before. Rashawn's now, up. now she's up. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's up, up like thirty five, thirty five thousand yeah, views 35, or something. Well, yeah, we great. would have guests on, and then like once a month we would do ten movies you've never seen before. We see that once a month, yeah. And we would you know, talk great. about them and stuff, and yeah. those were getting the most views for but, us. But we couldn't monetize those at all because it was so yeah. copyright. Yeah, because uh, we couldn't post yeah. the trailers or anything. Nothing. Flag it. So That's weird. Yeah. Stop yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure the filmmakers are. I'm doing? sure the producers yeah. are pissed. What do you got next, Brian? What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? I, um, so we actually pitch um, our short at uh, well, our short to get into a feature at Sunscreen. And, yeah. Um, I. Oh, they I, accepted. Uh, they. they oh, imagine that. They. Um, they got excited about it. They did. Uh, because and it's not just because. People look at it and was like, oh, I'm surprised you haven't had this thing funded a long time ago. Well, the thing is, is that I had to I had to get into the industry. I had to really learn and get my yeah. grassroots because yeah. I was only, when, when we did that film, I, at the time, I was only 24 turning 25. I was still a young buck. Yeah. I'm still young now, but just like. God, I'd love to be 30. You know what I'm saying? If, if, right. if I would have got, let's say, for instance, if the people who said they wanted to give me money to create it as a feature, if I would have got that, I it would have been a disaster. I didn't, like I said, come out of college, right. didn't know how to budget properly. You don't so your feature man. got funded through sunscreen? No, it's not funded at all. But there are people who want to have conversations. So oh, conversations good. is one. Like Marty Poole? Uh, no, no, not, not Marty Poole. Like, I'm cool with Marty. But, um, no, but Marty likes it. Marty likes it. I talked with Ramfis. Ramfis likes it. Um, he likes to pitch. Uh, I sent it to uh, Robert and, uh, Iglesias, um, who also runs our um, Sunscreen West. He's the director over there, so I'm in talks with him. So, yeah, right now we're we're fleshing out the script. Um, we needed to get it to a feature length. Um, the way I wrote it, I I envision it as a web series mm-hmm. um, because there is a, a deeper story. Yeah. That goes into it, but um. Oh yeah. shit! I just knocked all the cameras. You just kicked me off camera. <laughs> yeah, I just fucking kicked me um, the moon. But uh, but yeah, pretty much I'm 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 getting back to to writing, writing now. You know, that's the uh, right. that's the main thing, getting that up and running and and um, and developing my company. So right mm-hmm. now, my company is called Big B Studios. So my nickname is Big B. Um, I got that when I was a, I was a kid. Uh, I fluctuated in my weight, but it went from being like the chunky, like funny guy to like the kid that was really doing big things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I came out of Polk County and. You know, people saw me doing theater. They saw me working on film sets. And they were like, oh, wow, like, Big B actually turns into Big B. He's right. really doing big things. So I just kind of took it and ran with it. And uh, I was sitting down with my graphic designer. And he was like, dude, he was like, bro, you imagine. He was like, I imagine you as, like, a superhero that's just going around with all this energy. So when you go on my Instagram, so my Instagram is yo Big B stupid. And um, you can you can check me out there, and, and I have all my content. Um, but literally, uh, link he, in the description. Yeah, like all in the description. So like literally, it's <laughs> I, I'm just a I'm just a, a film guy that became cool. Pretty much that's what happened. Well, wow. you know, I know I missed some <laughs> of the conversation. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm a filmmaker who just became cool, and like literally. He was like, bro, I see you as a superhero just going around and just like. Who said that? Uh, my graphic designer. Great oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Really cool guy. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm 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 fleshing out the script and you know I'm bringing that energy. I'm bringing Good. that energy you know to my community and you know I and I want to help like elevate people. And my my main goal is what I want to do is I want to be a director and producer. Um, I do write, but I really feel like my strong suit is in producing and helping mm-hmm. the project you know get out there. Uh, lately, I've been being mentored by uh, Rob Sterrett. Um, yeah, he's another great, great, like great guy. Dude, Rob he got me my guy. locations for sorority, man, out in L.A. Yeah. That dude's badass. He is, man. He's been teaching me. He was like, dude, if you can solidify yourself as, like, the location guy here in Florida, he was like, you're going to have a great future as a producer later on. Because if you know the people and you know mm-hmm. these locations, then you can get them, like, left and right. You know, yeah. pop like popcorn. Yep, right. So That's what he did for me, man. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got a place for it. Hold on. Yeah. It took, it took like 15 minutes. Back on the phone. Yeah, done. <laughs> Call this lady. She's ready for you. All right. So I'm learning. I'm learning. Is Rob's living here? Or is he no, he lives in LA. He lives yeah. Well, he lives in like Malibu, I think. So he Somewhere comes back right every now and then to see his family. Yeah. yeah. We so. premiered one of his movies at, um, I think, the Florida Horror Film Festival. Oh, it's man. Immortal Island? Uh, Island. Island? I'm in there. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, I get stabbed in the that. stomach by a fork, which <laughs> apparently kills me. <laughs> yeah, we premiered like, that. I've stabbed myself harder in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we did that one in American Guinea Pig. Um, the first by Marcus one that, Cook. That Marcus and oh man, the, the famous Marcus Cook. And, uh, <laughs> and it was a fun night. Yeah, so it was cool. Yeah. Oh, so I, I'm I'm getting back into things. You know, and yeah. I feel great. I feel good because I was in a I was in a learning stage. I was in a teaching stage. Also, you're I, always I, in a learning stage. Now I'm yeah. in a denial stage. Always, always in learning, always teaching. Yeah, always. Yeah, teachable. it's just a matter of doing it, man. Like yeah. everybody goes to film school, and I mean that's great, but if you just do it, I didn't. Go to that's school. where you learn. Like class. I learned example, it in the fucking woods, bro. You know, Sean went to film school <laughs> for two years, and he came out, and that's when we met. Was when I was casting for my very first movie I ever made, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, I raised nine hundred bucks. I was making like a 40-minute movie, and I just did it the way I felt like a movie was made, and I didn't know what I was doing. But then I met Sean online, and he ended up coming on, and we kind of partnered together and did it. And at the end of the shoot, he was like, I learned more on this film set than I did in two years of film school Mm. by just being there and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it was what not to do. Yeah. (laughs) But um, in the movies – pretty bad but it it was my film school of learning how to put a production together how to find cast how to find a crew you know how to edit i mean i didn't know how to edit anything and i just edited a freaking movie and it's just it's just a matter of repetition doing i made a horrible getting better getting better yeah i refused to learn how to edit Mm because i was doing everything else i was writing and producing and directing and being in it I was like, I'm not going to learn how to edit. I'll hire somebody to do that. Bullshit. I never have enough money to pay anybody. Right. I'm exactly. a, I had to learn how to edit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not good at it. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I self-taught everything. I, I don't man. have the program. I don't I have shoot, like Premiere or whatever. Yeah. What do you edit in? I edit in um, Premiere, but I'm kind of going Vinci? towards Da Vinci. Yeah. yeah. Coloring. I use Wondershare. It's like a free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not free. It's like 20 bucks a month. But it's a simple editing thing. It's great right. for my auditions. It's great for things like South of Central, where I'm not trying to be fucking super goddamn. I'm not Ty West, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just a series on YouTube, you know. So I, I never really learned how to edit, and that's something yeah. that I always kick myself because I'm like I could have edited my own fucking movie right. now, 
and I'd be done with it. Instead, yeah. I'm paying That's some Kevin dip Smith face does it. twelve grand um, to fucking edit the movie. Yeah. Mike Flanagan, he edits his own shit now. Like that's amazing that that guy is working on multi-million dollar series on Netflix and movies, and he edits them himself. Like that's crazy. Who is this? Mike Flanagan, the guy who did um, House of Bly Manor. He did the oh. The Shining two. What? Um, Electric Boogaloo. What was it? What was uh, it? it was it was the series with. Uh, no, he did um, the sequel to si- The Shining. Shining. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. He did Doctor Sleep. I auditioned for that. He did, uh, I mean, he's done a bunch of shit. That was like fucking years ago. He's done a bunch of stuff. It will be, I love that movie. But he's like the Netflix series guy now, man. Like, that guy's making amazing series. Um, but That's yeah. that's what my goal, man. My goal is to take Sorority and Fish People, double feature, and walk it straight up to fucking Netflix. And be like, listen, this is who we are. We just made these two movies. We're going to make more. Mm-hmm. Fucking... Hey! <laughs> but look it out. I don't know, you know, you know the one. Have thing, your people call my people. You know the one thing that I'm seeing now, and I think you um, you mentioned it about like adding like different content. You know yeah. the thing that's booming right now. Porn. Yep. It is always booming. But yeah. <laughs> but um, esports. Yes. Esports streaming. It was it was there, but now it's starting to. What really, do you mean? Like it's starting to really boom. They're actually being majors. Being taught. Ma- yeah. In college, and, yeah, esports like uh, USF just opened up. What's an esport? Like the video games and oh yeah, and competitions. Yeah, yeah they do tournaments. So yeah. it could be like Call of Duty. Uh, um, they could do melee and, and uh, Smash Bros. Right? Yeah, that's a Mario Smash Bros. So they go in there. They have like ten guys uh, that literally they, right. They so they're, what are they like funding like convention like competitions? They doing competitions. They get so now sponsors, sponsors like teams. So USF. Just came out with their first like sport team, but it's esports. Yeah. They just I just saw the commercial for it like last week. So we should make a movie about an esport tournament. Bunch of fat and guys. Something <laughs> not necessarily no. Something crazy happens and just uh, make dodgeball with esports. But there's something similar that's already coming out. It's on the Paramount channel. Uh, literally, it's a like a mockumentary type of style, kind of like shot like Office. And literally, it's about this kid, um, and he goes on this team, and everyone made fun of him, but then they, they win their first tournament. And then now, they're all like millionaires yeah. now. So now they're going back to do uh, the next tournament, but then they got to get this new kid in who's a hot shot. All right. Let me... There's let me, actually a movie on Netflix. There was a movie on Netflix. There's there's a There was a movie a long time ago. Uh, it was actually a show, and it was about a kid who went to a video game school. Yes. And I think that was called Level Up or Ready. Uh, what was that called? One Up? No, it started as a oh. movie, then became a show. What the fuck was that called? I think called? it was One Up. Um, no. One Up, no. maybe. Something, something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly. No, it's called what? Video Game High School. Video Game High, High School. school. Yeah. 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 It was a movie first, and then they made that a was like, show. Dude, I loved it. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was yeah. great. When, that was like 10 years ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like, like, like the early years. It was the early years of Netflix. Yep. I mean, I mean... Graphically, it was terrible, but it was good for like the way things were going. I enjoyed it. I liked it too. It was definitely fun. Uh, but it, that was pretty 2012. much 2012. Yeah, so ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah. yeah. Three seasons. Yep. Freddie Wong. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's right. I met him. Blue Water. Blue Water. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I was yeah. there too. Yeah. I hung out I with him that. upstairs. Yeah. 
It was cool. Yeah, I, I got a great picture of cool. me talking to him, but he so that looks absolutely not interested in anything I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Cool I'll frame guy. that one day. What happened to him? Let's look. Uh, Freddie Wong. What's up, Wong? What are you doing now, yeah, bro? Yeah, Freddie Wong. He has uh, what is it? Uh, rocket Jump School. Yeah. Where, where it's kind of like a no film school type mm-hmm. of setting, but yeah, he does like master classes and stuff. Man. I love that site. Nice. No what does that school. mean? Yeah. I learned a lot of shit on that I site. A lot dude. of stuff on no film school. That and uh, Film Riot. I got on Film yeah, Riot. Film I good. like those guys. I don't yeah. know any of that stuff. Yeah, Film Riot, uh, uh, Indie Mogul, um, with uh, Alex Ferrari. Uh, yeah, those guys are good. All right, let's see. He's doing Anime Crimes Division. That was in 2018. Six episodes. Dimension 404, 2017. Dogwick, 2017. Red versus Blue, he did one episode. Rocket Jump, five episodes. And then Video Game High School. So he done anything since 2018? Dude, he, 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 he made his two zillion dollars. He made his money and now he's teaching. He's doing his, his yeah. podcast stuff. Yeah. 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 No more. Yeah. yeah, I'll just do my thing and be yeah, done with it. He just wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Like, you got to make you make the money first and then you figure out what you want to do for yeah. the rest. And just do it that way. You can yeah, make do what makes you happy. Yeah, that, I think that's yeah. the. I think. The well, goal. I can't masturbate anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can. <laughs> it's frowned upon. I think. Fra- fra- yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. Did you all watch that Our Father show? No, I, just, I no, I wanted to watch it with Leanne. I haven't Dude, had a chance. What the fuck? I've been watching uh, Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch. Psycho. Though. Fucking psycho. No. You didn't watch that, Tony? No. Our Father. Did you watch that? No. It's a guy who donated his sperm to over like a hundred. Oh no, women. he was a a fertility doctor, and people yeah. would come in and he give them his he would sperm. go in the other room, jerk off, and bring his semen and inject it into people to get them pregnant without them knowing. And at this point, I think there was eighty something people that are all half brothers and sisters that. A genetics. Someone oh, went on like 23andMe, yeah, and his shit popped up, and they were kind of like, "What?" So this lady started investigating it, and all these people were popping up that had the same genes as him. Wow! And they and they found out that's what he was doing. So people that thought this was my dad, yeah, not their dad. It's this creepy it's ass dad. doctor. Well, it's their dad. There's actually an episode of like on NYPD. Blue, there was a version of it, but with, so um, creepy. with who the hell, John Stamos was actually the, the doctor doing it. And you know what happened to the doctor? Nothing. Nothing. Yep. There's no law against that. And the people were like, There's well, no I feel law. like, the people That's like, great. I feel like I'm being raped. And they're like, no, you consented to have an artificial insemination. And he just did it with his. And yeah. they, he went to court in a trial and. Nothing. They didn't do nothing to him. I yeah. think he had to. Wow. He had to he paid, and the, and what the what he went to court for was falsifying documents because they asked him, um, the attorney general asked him if he did this, and he said no, that he didn't. Like I'm not their father, and it turned out he was because they did a DNA <laughs> test on him, and that's yeah. the only thing they brought him to trial for was falsifying federal documents. So he got a $500 fine, and that was it. And that was it. Wow. I think all the kids should there was just no storm one. his house, man. Yeah. I said support. all these kids should get go back and get child support from him, right? Yeah. Back child support. Yeah, just do a class action lawsuit. Yep. 
Wow. So I'm sure there. Lives. I'm sure there will be a civil trial at some point. Yeah. Probably. But as of now, nothing. Like yeah. that's crazy. That's the that. See, that's, that's the kind crazy. of guy. You so go, the lady's like, you, you wait kill a minute. If I spit on you, that's you can assault. arrest me that's for assault. assault. And the guy's like, yeah. And she's like, but he's taking his semen and putting it in my body. And he's like, yeah, that's not against the law. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. What? Yeah, I think the laws need that's to be changed. Crazy. And so yeah. as this documentary came out. They found 42 other fertility doctors that did the same thing Jesus that this guy did. Christ. Like, what the fuck is wrong with men, dude? <laughs> like, so I've been watching this show called Secrets at Skinwalker Ranch. Are you familiar with Skinwalker I've Ranch? The, um, I've seen the thing on Netflix. I haven't watched it. Yeah. So Skinwalker Ranch is this place out in, in Utah that's along what they call Skinwalker Ridge, which was named by the, the Utes and the Navajo. Uh in this huge five-mile span of a mountain ridge mm-hmm. that leads into a valley and then onto property. 500 acres of this property is, is owned by, was owned by uh, this company, by, by these this family called the uh, Flashers or whatever. I don't know what their last name was. <clears throat> uh, I can't remember. In 95, a millionaire, a billionaire named uh, Bigelow, who owned an aerospace company, got wind that these people have been reporting UFO sightings and all these weird shit's been happening. Uh, and it got interest of locals and that kind of stuff, and it got the interest of this millionaire. So this millionaire went out, studied the property for a little bit, bought the property from them. Had full investigation done for like five years. Millions and millions and millions of dollars put into this fucking thing, right? Sells it. Doesn't release any of the information. All the information That's goes typical. to the government. The government was on the property. All the information went to the government. He sells it to this other, this new guy who owns a tech company and a bunch of other companies. Another billionaire. Well, this dude bought the property, hired an entire film crew, an entire group of scientists from all over the spectrum. He's got geologists out there. He's got uh, astrophysicists out there. He's got uh, guys with doctorates in electricity and and radio and all this shit. He's got all these people out there, and he's been recording it for the last two years. They have two seasons right now on on, uh, Amazon. It is the most bizarre shit on the planet. And this astrophysicist and a couple of other scientists are 100% confirmed that what is happening there is a wormhole. And they can't figure out how to see it. Mm. Because it depends on how you look at the mountain and what spectrum you look at it in. Infrared, ultraviolet, uh, this other shit they got. is how depends on how the mountain reacts. The mm. whole area... So, uh, they have the ground vibrates for no reason. If you mess with the ground, if you dig, guarantee something's going to happen. Uh, they have 40 head of cattle, two have died, no reason. Broad daylight, just dead. No idea why they're dead. Years ago, back in the 90s, they were being mutilated uh, surgically. In the middle of the night, they were being cut open and all their organs were being removed. And the farmers were finding them. Their eyeballs were being removed and their tongues. All this shit was being removed from these, this cattle. And uh, they, they couldn't figure it. That's why the family sold it to this billionaire. This 
billionaire bond, and now he sold it to this other billionaire. Now this dude's out there, and dude, the, the shit they're seeing, they're they're five thousand feet above sea level where they're at, where this ridge is, and then you know another five thousand feet is ten thousand feet above sea level. Somewhere in this range, in this in the vast of the Earth, right there in that spot, nothing electronic works. Nothing, and it, it emanates radio waves and and blue blue uh, Bluetooth waves and and uh, microwaves and ultraviolet rays at full extent. And they're like the the the, 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 the one scientist is like, listen. He goes, we can do some stuff on Earth, man. He goes, we can do radio waves, and and we're talking microhertz of, of what you know, sending a radio wave out doesn't cost anything. He goes, these are levels that humans haven't achieved yet. He goes, all these levels, and you're watching the fucking thing bounce up and down. He's like, this is every spectrum. He goes, this is everything, audio, ultraviolet. He goes, this is all of it happening at once, all across this mesa. All at the same time, he goes, we don't have a power on the planet that can do that. He goes, we haven't developed the technology to do that. He goes, so something is happening. He goes, it's either inside the Earth or it's in our stratosphere and we can't see it. He goes, there's something here that's causing – they shot a laser. They they went – NASA brought them a laser. It shoots to the moon. You can see it on the moon. They shot it at this mesa and it refracted – like it was being shot through a prism. And they're like, why is it breaking into other... They they couldn't figure it out. They, they're they watching it in every spec, ultraviolet. Uh, they watched it in infrared. And the laser, when it hits the mountain, it just separates. And they're like, it's just rock. What is happening? Hmm. Dude, I, I've, watched, I've watched both seasons <laughs> probably four times now. <laughs> What's it That's, called? It's called Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. But I already knew about it. Yeah. Because I watched the other documentary from like two years ago when this other millionaire owned it. And it's been, I, you know, I'm a UFO guy, so I've known about Skinwalker Ranch for years. That's crazy. Years. That's intense. But it's like, dude, there's lights appear and fly down into the mesa and disappear. Or lights will shoot out straight up into the sky, but you can only see them in infrared. <laughs> so they have, they've been putting everywhere on the 500 acres, they're just putting cameras. Fucking everywhere. That's all they're doing. They have a whole team just putting cameras up all day. And there's a dude who sits in a room like this full of monitors. And that's all they do 24 hours a day because they want to catch every fucking thing they can. And yeah. they call these dudes. They'll call and be like, yo, we got a we got a light. It's coming up over the bridge right now. And they'll fucking sound an alarm. And, like, this, these scientists will wake up out of bed and run outside to go shoot it, to find it, to tr- try to figure it out. Jeez. And it happens during the day, dude. The UFOs fly past that place during the day. <laughs> They're just like, what is that? And this astrophysicist guy is just like, I don't. He's like, I'm a, I'm a scientist. And he's like, I can't explain anything on this fucking place. Mm. He goes, the ground is magnetic. They dug six feet into the ground, dropped a piece of metal, and it went bunk into the side of the fucking rock. Hmm. It didn't touch the ground. It went bunk before it hit the ground. It touched the earth. It went sideways in the hole. Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. They did it with a uh, tape measure. Yeah. He, like, stuck it in the hole, and it would go bink or bink, bink. He goes, it's magnetic. Earth. He's, like, digging it up. He's like, this sand, magnetic. I don't know how that happened. How does that happen? 
And it's like really like all these guys, and these are like people who are well known in their industries. They got geologists out there trying to it's figure a, out. It's a phenomenon. They're finding petroglyphs and shit, and they're trying yeah. to figure out what all that shit means. And like, they have no idea. And, but the the theory, this is what everyone truly believes. The Utes and the Navajos got in a huge fight when uh, America was being formed. The Utes sided with the whites, I guess. What were they called back then? The yeah. colony? Colonists? They saw it. They, they yeah, sided the with the colonists, yeah. and they started enslaving the Navajo. Well, the Navajo were super spiritual people, yeah. so they said, "Okay, fine. We curse this entire land. Yeah. We curse it, all of it. It'll kill you. You come on this land, you're gonna die." And they curse the land, and that's why it's called Skinwalker Ranch. Mm. There's supposed to be a demon who lives on the ranch. There's other things. There's houses that people built. On the ranch, who are living, like, renting property and shit, can't live in their houses because it's haunted. Knocking on their walls, under their basement, in the fucking attics. And uh, they're, they go to sleep at night, and their fucking door would rip off the front of their house. Wow. Like, this is all documented shit, dude. And you're just watching this, and you're like, how do we live on a planet? How do we think that we know everything? And there's literally guys who... Are, are doctors and scientists on this property on earth right now who have no idea how any of it's working because when you get to a certain spot, nobody's compasses work. Or they were at one spot and this dude's phone, he's looking at it and he's like, look, he goes, someone's hacking into my phone right now. And you saw it go in, it put in his fucking password and then went into his fucking shit and started going through his files. So instead of like trying to stop it, they fucking put all their equipment on it. And they're like, track the signal. Mm. Yep. Straight up. Straight up. It's weird. It's weird. They think there's something there. Either a dimension we can't see that can interact with us right here in this spot, or they think it's a wormhole. They, the, this one dude's really trying to base Einstein's theory around the property. Well, they, they said, the, I guess, our stratosphere is uh, expanding now. Like, it's... Like we're we're getting out of the I guess the Milky Way, uh, it's it's weird. I heard what about it, yeah. our yeah. universe? Yeah, our universe. I, I heard that our universe ex is expanding, and like all these Makes scientists sense. are like everything's moving away. Yeah, everything's moving away. They're like right. everyone's all freaking freaking out. It's like whoa, what's going on? Like this is this is weird. So it's coming close, man. There's it a is. there's an end coming, bro. I it feel is. it. There's it like a, there's a thing. Either the world's going to explode or get hit by a rock or... No, I believe that. I believe, like, we are the last bit of this civilization. Like, yeah, we're going to have it. to get off planet. That's it. And I think these billionaires, Bezos, Musk, I think they know all this shit. I think they already know it. They know it because they're smart and they're billionaires and money. What's money buy you? Everything. Information. <laughs> money buys you information. If I was a billionaire, I want to know. I'd be like, yo... Find out who knows the most about UFOs and get them on the phone or fly them to me. And then I had meetings with, like, Michia Kaktu. I'd have meetings with fucking George Gakalakabase from fucking <laughs> yep. ancient. I'd have all these Easy meetings alien. constantly, constantly with these people because then that's why they're building rockets. Yeah. They're like, yo, we're out. <laughs> Shit is about to get crazy. We're, we got to get off planet. And these billionaires are like, the only way we're going to get off planet is we got to get people off planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's There's no other reason to want to get off the planet faster 
then the billionaires know something we don't know. I'm telling you that the fact that like our stratosphere mm-hmm. is expanding, yeah, and everything is breaking apart, like the sky's about to crack, man. It is. I feel it. Open. I feel it, man. I think that's open. what everybody's on edge about. Yeah, it's about to crack open. What about you? Man. You've been quiet. Did you fall asleep? I'm pretty chill, man. Yeah. <laughs> now it happens. What are you gonna do about it? It's gonna happen. Everything. Yeah. I mean, so Gas is going up. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> so what's the Nothing. what what? So I, I'll say this, and like I don't know when you guys end or whatever. But we end when Tony says. Yeah, that. soon I would think. Um. So I asked. So what's the one thing that you want? If you can change anything, like in your community or within the world, what is one thing that you wanna? You want to see change if you had the opportunity. What do you mean? Like, uh, is this like some philosophical question? Uh, in a way, I mean, it could be. If I can change history. one thing in the world. No, one thing in your community. Mm. Let's make it personal. One thing in your community. Oh man. I wish we had a theater we could show our movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to. I don't know, man. I mean. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. I, think, I don't know what I can offer the community to help change it. I think everything, everyone in the community should be educated. I think they have the right to be. I mean, there's too much poor in our in our, our community too. Yeah. Too much porn. Poor. Oh, I thought you said porn. Yeah, too I was too like, many poor people in our what? community, and that <laughs> that goes directly with our education system because our education system here in Florida is it's awful. Bad. It's bad. Awful. It's the worst. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> What we need to do is fix that. I, I think he said porn. Well, because you got porn on the mind. Too much porn. Oh, there's never enough porn. Um, no, but I think education is the number one reason for the, the the amount of poor people we have in our area. Yeah. And I think that really just you know is just a breeding ground for uneducated and ignorance of people. Yeah. And I think that if they if we educate them and let them understand the, the way the world is going and how the world evolves and what it, what's going on they would be more inclined to make it better and you know try to get out of that regular um, 9 to 5 or just get out of the poorhouse or off the system and i think mm-hmm. that i think that's that, that that'd be the one thing i would change i would ha- have make sure that the community is educated to to get themselves out of that poor situation um, or negative situation as a father uh, I have a lot to say about local education, yeah. mm-hmm. public schools. Yeah. Um, they suck. They're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have to deal with... They shouldn't have to be. Well, that's the problem is that there's not enough teachers. Well, because they, they, they pay them like crap. They well, don't want to be teachers. Let, let's just go back to the beginning. Okay. Do they Edu- really pay teachers like crap? Yeah. They work yes. nine months. They, they do. They Listen, do. dude. They do. But they work nine months. I'm right there with you. I understand that. But they have your children all day. I know that. You don't want your children fucking four hours of the day. <laughs> you want to be with them for fucking nine hours? No. Yes, they make a lot of money, and they're teaching our children stuff they need to know. Right. Yeah, they're the responsible is, for molding their minds. There's poor education the because there's no teachers, and there's no teachers because there's poor education. These kids aren't inspired to be teachers anymore. Yeah. It used to be kids wanted to be teachers and doctors and lawyers. They don't want to do That's that been, shit anymore. Nope. Now they all want to do is TikTok and fucking – Yeah. Th- th- yeah. I've always said people, everybody should be a genius because you can find the answer to anything in one second. But everybody's too busy watching shit, people fall down and selfies and all this other shit. Instead of using what we have at our fingertips, all the information in the world to like be better, (laughs) to learn. So how often do you just stop and read Google? 
read Google? Yeah, like how often do you Google? No, I'm something? saying if, I, if there's something I don't know, I yeah. I will look it up and try to find the answer. The the issue is is that okay? Prime example, my daughter's class I think is 32 students. Uh -huh. There's two teachers, one in the first like three hours, another one comes in, and then the, you know they they get a little bit of space, but but teachers only get lunch, and that's it, and they work until six. They're there at seven in the morning. They work till six at night. They get a great, they get a great. Yeah, so they deserve every ounce of money that they make, and they deserve more than that. Because not only that, let's take thirty-two of these kids now. Throw them up on the wall. You got thirty-two kids. Take fucking six of those kids and make them intolerable. Take four more and give them some sort of deficiency. Take three more and give them some sort of uh, autoimmune problem. Mm. Now you got a teacher who's dealing with. Troubled kids, kids who have some sort of learning disability, autism, ADHD, uh, ADD, whatever. And then you got some other kids over here that can't breathe right. And fucking this kid gets migraines every day. Uh, you have all that they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Then you have your, your troubled kids, like my 10-year-old daughter who's autistic. You can't put her in a public school. Yeah. You can't put her in a public class because they don't understand autism. And other kids don't understand autism. I, we live with it every day in my house, and my other, my son does, still doesn't understand that you can't talk to Mia like you talk to everybody else yep. because she's autistic. It doesn't matter that she's having a tantrum right now. Don't ignore it. She's autistic. That's what happens. That's what they do. Ignore it. She's going to scream and yell for the next 10 minutes, and she's going to fucking pass out. That's what happens. It happens all the time. Yeah. They don't understand that. A normal teacher can't handle that shit, and they don't have the time to go get special education because you got to get ADA therapy and shit. You have to get you get licensed to handle kids like that, mm -hmm. right? I know this because Jeremy has a fucking group home, yep. which I trained to be a nurse at his group home. I trained all this shit, mm -hmm. mainly to deal with Mia because I didn't know how to deal with her. We had to take her out of normal public school, and now she's in a school called Sanders Developmental uh, School children yeah whatever uh it's a prison when she walks into school because she's so uh aggressive when she has her outburst when she walks in there's a plate glass window and two teachers come out of a automatic door who both stand guard then a guard comes out who's armed then they wand her down her hoodie is not allowed to have a hood on it because they will use that to choke each other to death with They'll grab you by the back of the hood. She's not allowed to have a hood. Uh, they only have five kids in her class. She's the only female in her grade level at this school. Because education and the ability to teach and have teachers is so thin because no one's studying to be teachers. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's the problem. Yep. And it these teachers can't handle people like Mia. Now they got to handle thought. There was already my daughter was going to an elementary school, a public elementary school, and I know what a problem she was. She was in the office every day. Now there was also ten other kids in the office every day. When I went to go see what happened with Mia today, there was the same other kids all there from other classes because they're all developmentally disabled. But normal teachers don't know how to handle that shit. No. Normal school principals don't know what to do. They were taking our daughter, unbeknownst to us, and putting her 
out in the back of the school in a portable with one other teacher and nothing else. No desks, no chairs, an empty portable, and one teacher and my daughter. That's what they were doing with her because they didn't know what the fuck to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. And they never told us. I found out because finally one of the counselors was like, she found out and she called me and she's like, I just found out that Mia goes to a portable every day and sits there for two hours and there's nothing in the portable. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? She's, I was like, there's no desks or chairs? Nope. It's an empty portable and one other teacher and she, Mia has to sit on the floor for two hours. What the fuck is that? Yeah. She's a ten-year-old girl. This is our education system. Yeah, this is our education system. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And you know, and and another thing, because um, I'm dealing it with my my niece and nephews and stuff. So, you know, um, I went through a certain way of learning, and they tried to pin a, a disability on me. Me too. It didn't work, and like I was, I was way smarter than what they yeah. seemed to be. But um, but the problem is, is that <clears throat> what they'll do. In these schools, is that they'll separate you, and that's what they—that's what they do to make you comprehend. Oh, there is something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But you're actually on a different spectrum. And when I was talking to one of my friends who is a teacher now, and I was telling her everything that I was going through, she was like, "Oh, well, we actually integrated that into our school, and actually, kids are excelling." So I was—I was telling her, I was like, "So, I was smart this whole entire time." She was like. Pretty much, yeah. So you're like, I've always been smart. I always been smart. So I was like, I was intelligent. I really was. I always knew that it was. But there's a two-edged sword. It always starts at home. And I'm yeah. glad you did take the, the education to learn about your daughter. Yeah. Because most parents don't. They won't. They don't. They're like, oh man, my kid is is is, is out of out of control. I read it all day. There's a whole board on there's a whole board on Facebook for DMDD, which is another the syndrome that Mia has. Uh, and I read horror stories of, of what has happened. And I'm just like, my daughter's not like that. And it must be because I took the time to learn time. how to train. Yeah. So how like, to handle it. Yeah. How to handle it. So to, to me, I think, I feel like with any disabilities or anything like that, like I feel like there is homework that the parent needs to do, but yeah. needs to be aware that they need to do it because that's the problem. Because yeah. they don't, they don't think they need to do it because they're the, they're the parent. It's like, oh, I'm the parent. I should know better. No, you don't. I you don't. Know you, shit. Don't, you don't know. So you need to educate yourself. So there's there are situations that like that I'm seeing with my niece and nephews, and it's just the fact that there's no real thing because I went through it. I'm coaching my mom to look out for her grandkids and say, yeah, hey, these are things that you need to shift with them because they learn different now. All of them were smart. All in advanced classes and everything, but they're all different things that are going on with them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's it's, a, it's you know education awesome. America, guys. Yeah, yes, yeah. It needs to be changed. Man. Medical yes. and education. Yeah. Yep. Mental mental stability. Yeah. And, you know, mental health. Back to uh, back to ending on a happy note. Yeah. Yeah. Society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see Society? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, so but yeah, it's been this is this has been cool. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming guys, on, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, Brian yeah. Williams, thank you for joining us on thank Killer you. Collab Podcast. My yeah. name is Tony Deppin, Florida Tony D, Tony Chris Lato, Joe Davison, Brian Williams. Thank you so much. RegularStudios.com. See you next week. Easy, baby. Bye.